What's up, my fellow coaches and golf nerds? I hope you're having a great day. And I want to start off the show today talking about something that you may or may not be familiar with or may or may not have experienced uh, in your life and in your career, and it's burnout. Um, as, as we come out of the pandemic, I'm starting to learn a lot about the void uh, we have in the industry with being able to fill positions both on operations side and teaching side. And I, I learned about this thing called the Great Resignation, where in in the pandemic, as a lot of companies were forced to lay off and a lot of courses were forced to lay off employees, a lot of these businesses, clubs, etc., have all lost employees and has left them needing employees. And because they need employees, that leaves the current ones they have to be overworked and and that can cause burnout. And and so what we have here is in every industry almost where They've, they've lost employees due to the pandemic, and then the ones that are left are really working hard and grinding to try to pick up the slack and, and keep things going in the right direction. And really what that's done, though, is that's given a lot of people a lot of time to think. And as they think, they start to realize that, hey, maybe this is not the career for me. Maybe this is not what I want to do with my life and my career, and I want to find something else. So you have the people who are leaving the industry during the pandemic, and then you have the people who are leaving the industry due to burnout, and that leaves a huge hole, especially in the golf industry. And in a situation like ours where we're trying to hire coaches, it makes it more and more difficult. So, so burnout is a real thing, and if you're not careful, you can very easily slip into that, that state, and it's hard to get out of. And, and one of the things that I'm learning very recently here is how to value my time and how to respect my time and how to manage my time so that I can get the most out of my day and so that it leaves me valuable time that I can go and enjoy life outside of work and outside of golf and, and have new experiences and develop new relationships and have fun outside of the office. And every once in a while you meet someone along your journey who you go, holy shit, this person is an OG. <laughs> they are an original gangster. They do it right. They do it hard. They're all in all the time, and they love every second of it. And you, you wonder to yourself, where do they find the energy to do it? Where, where do they find it within themselves to work so hard and then go hard outside of work to better themselves in other areas of their life? It, it's so interesting to see. And my good friend Gary Wise, who I'm having on the show today, is one of those people. When I met Gary back in 2018, he came on to do a short stint teaching for GMS, and I got the opportunity to take him through our five-week training program, which we'll discuss here on the show. And we got to spend some great time together, and we learned so much from one another. And it became apparent just how knowledgeable Gary was, both in the industry and in teaching and and in mental performance, but but also in life. And the experiences that he's had in his life have really given him perspective and they've given him opportunity and they've given him a, a joy for life that not many people possess. And and that's really allowed him to be just what his name says, a wise man. And so I'm looking forward to you listening to our conversation because every time I've gone back and listened to this into the editing process, I've came away with something different and something more and more that I can take away that I can add to my life and to my career that's going to make me better. So I can't wait for it to do the same thing for you. Yeah. I don't know what that dream is that you have. Again and again and again. It's morning until you make it happen because you know. Toward that dream, that is possible.
I mean, I got people counting on me, that's what motivate me Go on and hate me, you still thinking he might make it I can't fake it, it's all me and you hear it Other people just rapping, I'm letting you hear my spirit They fear it because it's sincere, something you ain't used to Every word I utter, I'm hoping it comes useful So we're here today, Gary Wise, finally get a chance to do this It's been uh, a lot of back and forth, we've uh, we both had some complications with uh being able to, to get this scheduled and, and going, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. How are you doing today? Excellent, mate. It's a, it's a beautiful day here in Tampa. It's a, actually Gasparilla, and it's a, it's the same for Tampa as, as Mardi Gras is for New Orleans down here. So explain, because I used to live in Tampa for a short time teaching in Innisbrook with Golf Made Simple. Talk a little bit about this festival, because it is fascinating. Oh, it's a, it's the the Bucks have their uh, their you know image of Buccaneers and the uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be a I'm not sure really of how many pirates there really were here in Tampa, um, but apparently today there's close to you know a million of them out there. But it's a, it's a big <laughs> festival that they have. They had the uh, the kids one last week. There's floats and everybody's embracing the the pirate theme. And today is the adults one, and it looks like part of the Pirates theme is you start drinking rum at 10 o'clock in the morning. That makes you a pirate. I was going to say, it sounds like a a good excuse to drink. It apparently Uh, is that, and and I may have to go participate after. (laughs) I I hope so. I'm sure we we kind of feel this that way about needing needing a drink after some some long days of teaching golf, but... I, I kind of want to get into it here and ask you, why is it that you think it's so hard right now to find coaches, but most importantly, those quality coaches that you know are going to come and show up and do a good job and meet expectations? So, yeah, we've had coaches come in, put on this uh, great dog and pony show um, and literally go out there, do a day and walk out the gate and <laughs> never see it's, it's, it's hard you know it's it, it it's so hard it? i mean because you've been in this a long time what, what i mean what is it that drives people away from this because i mean people like us we we shop from the rooftops about how awesome this is what, what i is think it? it's i think it's it's i mean i think uh, in other ways making money has become too important to some people and making money has become too accessible with minimal, you know, work. Being out there for 10, 8, 10 hours a day and putting somebody else first is, is not for everyone. You, you know, it, it, it is altruistic. And it's, and it's you've got to, you know, you're, you're, if you're going to do the job properly, you, you're, you're out there as... As, as somebody who not only has to be empathetic towards their, you know, their, their lack of physical skills, but all the other components <laughs> that add up. And it's, yeah. and it's, and it's, it's not easy. And you you get young guys come out, they go through these, they go through these, uh, whether it be in a, a, a university, um, a professional golf management program, and they still have aspirations to play Oh yeah, I can do do this and that and and make more money and 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 yeah, people are being drawn away because the, the and, and the industry has become very um, it's it's disenfranchised. Everybody's going off on on their own. But again, 
at you know whether it be COVID or whatever it be, it's 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 very it's it's very tough to be for it to be an inclusive industry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's too easy. I I see a lot of people taking shots at either the PGA or certain styles or models of coaching. Hey, um, it's not no two people are going to to see things, and and it is tough because any any golfer can go to three different teachers, coaches, instructors, whatever you want, whatever they're calling themselves, gurus. And mm-hmm. and get three entirely different uh, opinions, and then get three entirely different follow up plans or no follow up plan. Just this is what you've got to do. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very subjective. Well, I think that, that's part of the. I mean, there there are some, there's some value to that, but I think it's it kind of ties into to your point on on kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because it's something you have an extensive background in and that's, you know, creating your process, creating your system and, and your beliefs of, of what it is that you believe in coaching. Because I think that for, for, for all of us, there, there's, there's many different ways to do it correctly or effectively, not correctly, but effectively and, and be successful. I think a lot of it just lies in the consistency of your message and the consistency of what you're putting out. And you have a structured system that you can fall back on that you can rely on for help. And I want you to talk about that a little bit about developing um, your philosophy or your system of coaching and how people can go about doing that. Because I think it's something that you can provide some tremendous insight. Well, being, being true to yourself true to your beliefs, true to your values, true to and uh, true to your rules, because we have rules as well. There's certain there's certain rules we, we, we hold ourselves accountable to, hopefully. And, and there's certain rules that that we we believe in and there's certain values that we have. So, you know, what your guiding principles are as far as your authentic self or who you are. You have to start with, you know, what what are your values? What are mm-hmm. what's your hierarchy of performance? You know, I I believe in 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 very simple uh, a simple model, if for want of a better term, that works with. Um, you have to look at it in in what's worked with other sports, what works with individual sports, what works with team sports, what's what's different, and you know. Our, our goal as a coach is to adapt to the needs of the student in that moment. So if you've got a, a student in that moment that is not fitting into your, again, for want of a better term, your box, you need to either change your box, open your yeah. box, um, and, and, if, and either adapt to their needs. And, and we, we all look at students and go, what part of that somewhere mm-hmm. subconsciously did you not understand? <laughs> but it's in actual fact, the reality is, okay, it, that should be reframed to yeah. what part of that message did I not get across? What was mm-hmm. that blank look predicated on? That blank, blank look was there's, there's not an understanding or there's not an ability to to translate what's what's either a visual or or a, a cue to to motion and 
you know, when a, when a golfer, you know, a junior, because I spend most of my time with juniors, when a junior golfer does not perform to expectations, mm-hmm. there's a million routes you could go down there. You, you, yeah, you know, but obviously the old school days of you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to, you know, there's going to be a path of least resistance that the that, 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 that student can go down. So it's, it's more of a matter of, okay, you, you didn't lose your, your, your motor function. No, your you didn't your, lose your, your swing, swing today. Your swing didn't change. It didn't go no. off the rails. You didn't make a different move. You you lost the, yeah, you lost the ability to functionally tap into that movement pattern. Now, what caused us to lose that? Was it thinking forward, thinking backwards, you know, emotional? Was it, was it perception? Was it what, what predicated it? And, and again, just in that simple, you know, lack of, of ability to adapt to the moment, the, the, the student can either hit one or multiple bad yeah. shots in a row. Yeah. And, you know, what's your coping mechanism to escape from that slippery slide? So to, to, to me, that as, a, as a, young, uh, a young coach, if I, if I was able to turn back, firstly, I would apologize to my earlier students in the beginning. Amen. Give Amen. them their money Amen. back. And, and, <laughs> but I, back I was, ver- again. yeah, I was very lucky to learn from two, again, very diverse uh, bosses when I, when I started out in the PGA. One was a, a World Cup player and the other was a, a, a very influential professional golf business person. And ran uh, one of the busiest teaching academies or uh, learning facilities in Australia. So had the opportunity to, to get off to a good start and, and set to me what I noticed right away is, okay, coming from a multiple sport background, no, there's not that many drills being done. And this was back in the 80s. Yeah. So there weren't mm-hmm. that many drills. A lot of drills have evolved. Mm-hmm. Training aids are, are great. Um, so all of these things today, and you can go into any studio, any, uh, in front of any monitor and know all your P's, all your angles, all all of your, of the, of the multiple things that can become dysfunctional. You can, but the reality is you've got to take that information and convert it into motion. And, And put it into place in the golf course. Yeah. And, and you, as, as the deliverer of that information, have to be able to, again, going back to adapting to that moment. Is, is, mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not your moment. You, we've all, we all have, have our moments and we'll have our moments and again, and, but at that particular moment, that student's putting their trust in you. And, and it is, it's, it's imperative that you do your best to, to you know, in a very inconsistent game, deliver a consistent message. Yeah. And I think it's important, and, and I'm, I'm going to get back on track to kind of segue into talking about getting people on the golf course here soon. But one of the things that I know that you do very well and, and something that kind of aligns with, with Golf Made Simple and what we do is that message is written down. That message is on paper. It is consistent. And it is something that you can fall back on to be able to help get someone back on track, or maybe you as a coach are flustered a little bit, trying to figure out what's going on. And it's just like a golfer. Okay. Let me go back to my fundamentals. Let me go back to check off my checklist of, okay, my fundamentals are good. 
now I can move back forward again. It's kind of just like resetting your body um, in, in a workout. So, but one of the things that you did when you were working with, with GMS for the time that you did was you had a clipboard and everything was boom. It is right here. This is structured. This is laid out. This is what it is. So anytime you needed it, you could come back to it. I think that's a very important thing that it's written down. Yeah, there's never there's never a, a time that I walk out onto the course, you know, do, doing on course work, uh, whether it be mental, strategic, technical, um, even drills and body motion drills in the gym, where mm -hmm. where I believe you have to have a reference, especially as as you get older and you start to forget things. Mm -hmm. But I, I always like to go back to 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 what your know, my beliefs are and have and have there right available for you as good questions until you know your questions until you can ask a question that you know puts the the student in in more comfort you know what 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 about that didn't you like some someone hits from 150 yards out, hits it to about 15 feet and slams the club in the ground. What, what, what were your expectations? Eight to 10 feet. Okay. What's tour average? You know, 35 much, feet, 40 feet. Much, much, <laughs> just outside where you are now. And, and so, 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 you know, re honestly, as a, as a 15 year old, that's, you know, a six handicap, you know, where do you feel then to, do you, why are you comparing yourself to a tour player? You know, it's A, is it on the right side of the, uh, the, the was it matching our intention? Was it on the, on, the, on the smart side of the flag? Is it, you know, and a lot of the time we, <coughs> we unfortunately create bad habits through bad habits. The reaction to that shot wasn't predicated on objectivity or, or anything that, you know, you know, realistically, no, my expectations were out of line. But then you've, you've created another habit that will, will continue that poor habit instead of having a change. Yeah, it almost gives them an excuse. Like it's like they, they know that, okay, well, I can just, I can just react poorly to this. And it almost it, it talks them into hitting more bad shots, how they react oh, and the emotions. Yeah, the because emotions then, they have. yeah, then you create what, a self fulfilling prophecy. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know uh, um, how many times do you, do, you are, you ask a student, how was your day? I never, I, I try, I try not to ask ever. How was, what, what did you shoot? What, what was your score? And how was your day? I mean, and it's answer? always, it, it always comes back. It, it appears to so often come back to, uh, you know, I, I lost my swing. I couldn't, you know, it, it's, it's never, it's never, okay. I was the, the my dance with the golf course, the golf course one, you know, I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't stick to my plan. I didn't stick to my side. Well, did you have a plan? Well, not really. I, you know, yeah. did you, did you know your leave yard? It just, do you know, you, did you have specific starting lines? And a lot of the time then, it, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I made bogey on the hole before I knew I had to make a bird. Well, that wasn't it. That wasn't in your plan. And, you know, mm -hmm. quite honestly, your skill set, you know, at that stage, when, when your uh, when your brainwave activity is a little high, should, uh, <laughs> should not have predicated that you stuck to the game plan because the game plan is what we'd rehearse. The game plan is what you have reps of. 
going out and just suddenly pulling out a driver where you'd planned on hitting a four iron down there and leaving yourself 120 mm -hmm. and trying to knock it onto the front edge with a driver doesn't make doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, but that's the beauty of the game. Uh, to, honestly, that's that to me. That's the the dance that we have as well in in looking for solutions whether they be mental, whether they be awareness, whether they be intentional or, or simply inability to convert what's in their mind into motion. Yeah. Now, in the past, as you were the, um, you were the director of mental performance at, at Gary Gilchrist Academy before, uh, before I met you and, and you, and you said something good about, you know, getting it onto the course right there a minute ago. And, you mentioned to me previously about how you know, one of the things that you realized when you were there is that you discovered that most of the kids, if not all the kids, could swing the golf club, but they had a hard time playing the game of golf. And one of your specialties is getting people to perform on the golf course. And I've had many discussions with you about this, but also anyone who knows me understands just how firmly I believe on getting your players onto the golf course where it really matters and how important that is. So talk about that transition from the range to the golf course and, and how we as coaches can get the best out of our players. Because I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about before is that it all starts in the mind. Well, simplifying a, a change or simplifying a, a learning Converting learning to understanding to, to motion to automatic is, is, is like any learning process. Uh, you have to start with the firstly, you know, what is the information? The information is passed along. Uh, then you go through the learning process. Obviously, in other uh, movements and motion learnings uh, in sport, we break it down into, into either drills um, or slow motion activities or partial movements, whatever it is. You know, in golf, we have the P system, you know, P1, 2, you know, so, so, so they're reference points. To me, they're great reference points. Mm -hmm. At yeah. P2, this is, this, there's, this is where we'd like you to influence you towards. You know, some people are going to say slightly inside square, club face, you know, slightly outside with club face. There's, there's a million, there's a million variables mm -hmm. and each of them has a cause and effect. But in, if you're going to learn those, you have to break even the, the block training at the range into sets of say six to eight balls. It's a, it's a good learning piece. I like them to perform the, uh, I like to, to, to set the golf bag. I like them to, to, to set your, your, your learning pyramid up. And then, and that, that's, that's your performance station. That's where you're going to perform the, you know, the, the task that you are trying to, to, you know, whether it be improve, whether it be, whether it be master, whatever stage you're at. Behind that, directly behind that. So as if you were playing on the golf course, two steps back, you have a workstation. You can there work on your drills, work on your, whether it, your move away, whether it be post impact, whether it be transition, whatever it is, mm. do the work where there's no outcome involved. If you're so focused on, on, on either avoiding the outcome or, you know, being conscious of the outcome, you mm. have interference to, to, to the flow. 
The message comes from the brain, it takes two tenths of a second from the message to go out to your receptors, whether it be your hands or wherever, uh, the, uh, whether it be uh, pressure through your feet, wherever, and back, and back, feedback, giving yourself feedback. But it also takes two tenths of a second from the club, get from the top of the swing <laughs> down to, to making impact. <laughs> so if during that transition from the top down to impact, you're having a redirective thought, it's not actually occurring in present moment because once the club moves away, once the backswing is initiated, you move into memory. And so if you've got infinitely large number of dysfunctional memory mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, movement patterns, it's going to be easier to tap into those, isn't it? So you move the mm -hmm. club away. We're trying to work on our, our position at the top, whatever, whatever it is. But that has to occur in slow motion with present moment focus without fear of outcome. And, and, and that has to happen many, many, many times before it's automatic. Some say 10,000 reps, some say 66 days. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's a boatload of work. Yes. And it's not going to happen in three swings. So if you're getting pissed off after, you know, the third swing of hitting a ball each time and it's not what it's this is where the this is where the coach has to, to slow the process down and explain. No, this is not something that's going to happen. This is going right now. It may without outcome. But we have to slow it all. We have to keep going backwards until you have a point where, where the student can perform that task. Yeah, and, and it takes time. Yeah, I think it's also at, at that point, too, that, that, that's kind of where, at least for me, the lesson would almost stop and say, okay, stop, time out. Let's restructure your goals and your intent here. Let's restructure your expectations because you, you got to make sure that you're aware of what that player is willing to do. And it, it, they have to understand that process is going to be uh, a lot longer. And then they have to make a decision on whether they're willing to commit to it or not. Otherwise, it's not going to work. If they're half-assing it and, and, and not all into it, they're not going to see the results that they want anyway. So they have to be committed. Yeah. And again, that comes to, to your intention, your expectations. Mm -hmm. you, you know, are you willing? One of the, you know, my performance hierarchy is diligence and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, your, your diligence and, uh, you know, I, I, as, as you know, I'm huge on imagery and, mm -hmm. and visualization. Uh, we start as, as kids, we see things, we copy we, we learn, you know, you see things, it works for somebody, you try it, it doesn't work for you, you get burnt or, mm -hmm. and, and you learn. So yeah. we, we, we see things and we, and, and, and our vision and our, and our image and our imagination has to be, is what feeds our, feeds our brain and, and programs the machine. It starts with that and then, what the best the best athletes in the world yes they have they have swing cues and yes they have things that they're, they're working on but but the reality is when you go out and play you have to have a, a clear mental picture first and that mental picture if I want to hit a draw it starts with okay I've got my I'm working on a more neutral grip I'm working on a, a more uh, neutral takeaway but right now I've got to play a draw. Okay. So what does that mean? Okay. My, my path has to be 
you know, slightly into out, my club face, you know, can be mm-hmm. half to a degree closed to path. And I have to, and I have to have a starting line to build my, to frame up my, my, my setup, my alignment, my posture, and then swing line. So you go through your checkpoint. You don't want to be doing any of that prior, sorry, over the ball. All of that has to be done prior mm-hmm. to moving in. And people don't do that. They just step up. Okay, I've I, I've got a hit. I've got a hit a draw, and they go through their preference. And <laughs> our job as coach is to influence their preference in a more functional manner. And then a lot of the time, what 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 is the last thing that they look at? They the last thing they look at is the fear factor. There's out of bounds on the right. I've got to hit towards that out of bounds and draw it around a tree <laughs> to my target. So my last thing that I look at is that out of bounds or water. And therefore that ends up becoming the, the that becomes the dysfunction or that becomes the anxiety and the swing. And, and obviously one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to throw my bottom hand at it and, and yank it and, or hold on for grim death with my top <laughs> and leave everything, stay back and, and, and throw my hands at it. So that's where you have a, two, you know, a very simple two-way miss. Yeah, and I always tell people that the golfing brain does not process negatives well. If you're telling yourself to avoid something, you're most likely going to either one hit a shot towards that something or the exact polar opposite. Yeah, the, go- the brain can't distinguish between don't <laughs> and, and you yeah. the brain's only going to focus on, on 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 the main you know stimulus you gave it out of bounds mm-hmm. yeah. okay. it does it's not going to focus on don't go out of bounds it's just going to mm-hmm. focus on okay there, there i have heightened awareness of where my out of bounds is here mm-hmm. hold my beer watch this <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the brain the, the brain the brain will mess with you every time yeah, absolutely. And and so <laughs> hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> one one of the things that you and I have had some deep conversations about in the past is is really the plan or the pre-shot routine. And as as golfers and as coaches, it's something that is is equally as important as the golf swing. And as coaches, and we see it a lot with golfers at Golf Made Simple who are, stri- are who are trying to break 100, but we also see it with people at GMS who are trying to break 80 and trying to break 75. So the, the point being is that it's a very inconsistent process for many people. I sit at lunch at Indian Wells Golf Resort five days a week when I'm teaching on the balcony right over top the 10th tee. And the number of people who do not even walk behind their golf ball, Gary, is astonishing. They tee it up and they look and they stand there and try to aim, et cetera. So one of the things that is in your expertise is the, the process for working through that plan and putting your mind and your body in a situation to hit a good golf shot. So we, we've talked in the past about think box and play box, but I know you have a third box that you like to use as well. Um, Talk about how you t- coach the plan and the routine to players and how the listener who is maybe a full-time coach or is somebody who's aspiring to be coaching more, how they can apply this to their teaching as well. 
Yeah, the terms you used were, uh, I believe, were, were were coined by the Vision Fifty Four uh, yeah. ladies, there, and and they're very good. Uh, I look at it similarly, not quite the same. You know, the first one is intention. You know, where it's the first step is is creating an awareness, gathering information, observation, assessing the situation, what is important, what is not important. And then uh, and once you gather your information, obviously, you know, you're, 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 all, all the variables that are, that are relevant in if there's a, a, a lie or environmental considerations, factor in and prioritize. Take that and create a picture. This is what I, this is my this is what my strengths are. This is what I, I, I know I'm comfortable performing, confident performing even, uh, and then and, and create a plan. So it's about recognition and interpreting the influencing factors to, to coming up with a shot that best suits my my desire, my strengths, my weaknesses, and 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 quite honestly, making sure that there you know, that that we're putting our, you know, what we've worked on before and what we know and relative to the game plan. If, if you're a tournament player, you, hopefully you've gone out there, you've got a yardage book you've played, you know your, your strength and weakness, you, you know your, your leave distances, cover distances. Take all those into consideration. You're your own caddy. You also got to have a good conversation with yourself. Oh, God, I see you this time last week. I can't believe mm-hmm. I've dumped it in the water, water here three times in a row. Hey, you've got to have a strategy for overcoming that. It's almost like, well, thank you, big fella. I appreciate you reminding me that. But uh, right now, I'd really like to, I'm, I'm quite emotionally attached to this little white ball. I'd actually like to find it. So you've got to come up and, and with, a, with a sequence of events that you can trust. So first one, information gathering. Create the intention. Second step, convert what's in your mind to motion. Okay, I've had a lesson with Brandon last four weeks. I really am working hard on this move away. I know I'm not supposed to think of it over the ball. When do I incorporate this into my open environment learning? Okay, so the begin, the first move. Tiger had two rehearsal motions. One was uh, activating the large muscles that that was for him his swing technical proficiency, which it doesn't matter what, what, whether you or whether it's your, your lead arm moving away, whether it's your turning your back to the, to the target, whether it's your left shoulder under, whether it's loading your right hip, whatever it is, do that two steps behind the ball and using the ball as an intermediate target. So, okay, so my... My rehearsal swing on the same line, my, my, my practice technique swing on the same line as, the, as, as where I'm about to step in and execute the shot, yeah, the first one can be slightly technical. The second one, purely matching up to the, to, to the plan of the shot. The next one, post-impact position. I, I like players to hold a partial swing post-impact position so they can give themselves credible feedback. Because what is feel? What right now we're trans we're, we're transferring uh, what we created in our mind to feel, and to me, feel is credible feedback. So if I hold my post impact position, 
that matches the shot plan relative to my intermediate target. That's the last thing. And then as we go back, recommit to the target, recommit to the in intermediate target, I like them to go out to the, to, to the, the, the distant target in down in and into the intermediate target, then into the ball, a sequence of events that's done not, not in one quick motion, because then you don't lock in to the, to the image of that target, move yeah. into the ball, build your stats, one quick look, because nobody's ever stolen a target. You don't need to look three, four, five times. The targets, nobody runs out to steal sides. It's not like baseball. The target isn't going to come and hit you. Except no. The target isn't going to, you know, it's like boxing. The target's not going to move and then crack you in the side of the head. It's, it's, it's you know, you don't see, you, you, you have to keep that image of, of what you want to achieve alive in your, in your mind. And yeah. then match up accordingly. So basically start off with, with creating an intention, converting it to motion, the performance. That, so the, the, the over the ball to me is the performance state. That's where you were performing. And that has to be a simple and without interference. Negative thoughts, they're going to come along. You're going to, you're going to hear things. You're going to... If it, if it happens in present moment, which, which means before the club has got to P2 on the backswing, P1 is, is, is a present moment action. You, 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 have a, you have a movement trigger, hopefully. Like every initiation. Yes, yeah. And, and we perform our best you know, when we're moving. If you're dead still and have a variable time from the moment that you cross the threshold uh, let's just say two two steps behind the ball. When you're lined up and you walk in, you want that timing between when you walk in and go to uh, initiating movement trigger to be as consistent as possible. You don't want to have three looks one time, four looks another time, because then again, now you're you, you want to prepare your body for performance and that again comes from the message you're sending to yourself if you keep looking at your target wondering what it's doing then you're not sending a confident message to yourself no so so you've got to practice the the, the mindful side of, of the, the or the mental side of golf as much as the physical side you got to practice your routines you got to visualize your shots I like the if, if, if our students play a practice round on a Thursday I like them to go to the range on the Friday and play every single one of those golf shots that, 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 mm -hmm. that they had, had a plan for the next day. Thank you, Mr. Hogan. <laughs> different. <laughs> di different. And, and again, I, I remember clearly a, 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 um, an interview with Tiger many, many years ago where, are you going to go work on anything? Or no, actually, I'm going to go back to, to my hotel room, relax, and, and, and imagine what I could have done better. Very yeah. simple. You know, it's, it's utilizing, utilizing our, the, the thing that we don't as humans or athletes do very well in general is tap into good memories. And you have, we always laugh about, you know, making memories. Well, actually, making good memories is incredibly valuable because the more they are at the forefront in, an, in your unconscious mind, the more that you're able to tap into those good memories. So yeah. we tend to anchor the bad. You hit a bad shot, you remember it for three weeks. You yeah. hit a good shot, you only remember when you're either having a beer or <laughs> but yeah. we don't tap into it at the right time. So we want well, to tap into things that give us confidence.
Well, absolutely. And, and it reminds me of a story. So you remember the, whenever Tiger came back after the, uh, he came back and started playing again, I think it was like 2015 or, or something along those lines where he was, I think 2015, he won like five tournaments or something like that. But there was a point where through his return to golf, he went through the chipping yip phase mm-hmm. where he had a hard time uh, hitting short wedges. And I remember a story of, of Jordan Spieth talking about how during that whole year that he and JT and Ricky would play a lot of golf with Tiger and how through that entire process, he never heard Tiger utter one negative word about himself. Tiger is very proud of his ability to forget. Yeah. And, and, and one of the great attributes of, of, of a great athlete, you know, Jordan very rarely allowed anything to interfere with his flow. And, mm-hmm. and the golf swing's the same way. We t- hear the term flow. Flow just simply means, you know, that without distraction, without dysfunction, uh, with brainwave activity in the alpha beta stage where it's, where, where, it's, where it's mellow brainwave activity. You're not red, you're not hot, you're not blasted, mm-hmm. wh- whatever. And, and that leads us to the last stage of the routine process. And quite possibly, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to put a value on, on it, but quite possibly that, you know, reflection mm-hmm. part of your of of letting go, whether it's a three-step process where you take three steps and and bear it, but but and and whatever the process, uh, whether it be using self-talk, whether it be um, having a cue such as a, a little elastic band around your wrist. Um, for me, a very simple action: you hit a shot that doesn't meet expectations. What do you do? Well, if you're on a tee box, you get off the tee box, you go to a quiet spot if somebody else is still hitting, and you rehearse your actual intention. You finish that process, that shot process, with a path, face. It doesn't have to be at full speed, but a motion that matches your intention. Wipe the club face, put it in the bag, take three steps, start moving into what's next. So you've got to, you know, you've got to complete and close the loop. Having uh, your open thoughts and open emotions about a shot. Mm-hmm. And you'd heard Tiger just say to, to, to Charlie, I don't care how pissed you get, how, mm-hmm. how red you get, whatever, whatever you want to, how you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. But the next, more important than the next shot. Than yeah. the next shot, yeah, that you go into it with, with that accepting, open, awareness of hey let's start our observation let's go back to process one process one observation two recognition three prioritization four self-organizing and then matching your energy and then building your building your perform your ideal performance state i like to look at it as 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 my adaptive performance state because we're we have to adapt Ideal is another great way to describe it. For me, I like it to, to, I look at it as an adaptive performance state. What is it that I have to do at this moment to prepare, to prepare for my next challenge? And with juniors, another thought process you can, you can give them is this. It's like, say you're a, you know, a scratch play, you, you know, let's just say for want of a better a, a, a number let's just say it's like having a 70 shooting 70 is like having a 70 word exam a 70 question exam you open 
to question one, the first T. You read the instructions of how to do the exam, which is your, 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 your pre-round you know, instructions you're given by the, by the starter. You go, you know the rules for the day. Question one, first shot. You, you look at your yardage book. You, you take in the information, which if you're, if you're doing the old school paper exam, you read the question. Then you formulate an answer, which is simply going through that intention state. You're creating an intention an intention that hopefully the action matches. And then once you formulate an answer, you write it down, which is your performance state. You step into the box, you've done the work, you've rehearsed, you know, you, you're, you're 100% confident of the answer, then you, then you perform that answer. You accept your answer, you read it, you make mm -hmm. sure there's no spelling mistakes, you make sure you, again, read the question again, you go, you go through, you reflect, turn the page. And at that stage, you don't turn to page 67. You do it in a sequential order. You, you walk to that mm -hmm. ball, you find that ball, and this is question two, right? Now I've got to answer this question. What is this question? And as you go through the day, you don't get to, to question, you know, 38 and go, you know, freaking question three really pissed me off. Yes. And again, what, what do golfers do? Of course, they... They, mm -hmm. their mind wanders. But you actually don't have to stay in adaptive performance state for the entire day. It's basically no, for a no, no, So you, 70 you, minutes yeah. out of a five-hour, well, unfortunately, five hours. Yeah. Be, yeah, I'm just being yeah. realistic here. Four, yeah. four hours, uh, much better. But, um, but you don't have to be in that heightened state of awareness. No. Ah, you go back to being your authentic self. And you mentioned earlier about as a coach, we're all different. Some people like to, you know, even if you just look at your basic disc profiles, you've got dominant people, inspirational people, you've got steady people, you've got conscientious people. Align yourself with a coach that matches your, your disposition as well. Mm -hmm. And if you find your, you know, your disposition is different to the student, then, then it, is, it becomes you're the, the subject matter expert. You're the one that now has to adapt to their needs. Mm -hmm. So... When you're out, closing, closing the loop of that shot is like turning the page to the next one. Let's not yeah. go back and think about three questions behind or four questions ahead. Stay in the present. Well, it, it, it's, it's a very emotional time um, for many people. Like, like he's, cause you said, okay, like shooting 70 is like a 70 page exam. It, and I don't have a, a reference for this, but it's got to be harder for somebody to stay in the moment and present when they're when they're playing a hundred and five question exam, um, and and be able to to kind of hold that together is it's got to be a challenge. And as as we're as we coach a lot of those recreational players who who don't play competitively, what are out of of those that whole process from from the understanding when you step on the tee to formulating and gathering information all the way through the reflection, how, how can we communicate that quickly and in terms that a person can understand who doesn't play golf but once a month? Because I think you'd, I think you'd agree that having that routine or that plan set in stone is, number one, so valuable for that person but also, too, I think it's also for those people who play the game recreationally, very undertaught by coaches. So how can we, how can we 
quickly and clearly communicate this to them, the golfer in that situation? Start with, again, let's go back to good questions. What's your intention? We're here to have fun. Like, I mean, you know, look, you know, here's where you are. Where do you want to be? You know, create that, create that line. And it's never a linear line. And, you know, look at the, look at the variables that influence our potential. And the first variable in my mind that influences our potential is personal preferences. You know, I want to go out there and play. I don't want, I'm, you know, uh, shooting 90 to me is the holy grail. You know, mm-hmm. you're hey, playing bogey golf. That's, that, that's a great thing for most amateurs, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing. Now, inherent traits, how much talent, where do you want to go? That's a, that's a second variable that can influence potential. Learn skills, you know, what, where, where are they in their learning? Where are they in their learning curve? Are they at the very beginning? Yeah, they're shooting 90, but we've been playing for three weeks. Mm, that's not the same as yeah. shooting 90 mm-hmm. as somebody that's been playing for 27 years. You know, yeah. Yes, it's it, on, on, on the scorecard it is, but yeah. they, they may have completely different. So, so knowing, knowing your student, knowing that, hey, golf is mostly about failure. What, what, what what is failure to you you know yeah it's it's so so then hey if you if your expectations are here this is where you start to have you know students that have ex- unrealistic expectations so now yeah. you have to look at okay here's the here's the discipline that it's going to take to get what you expect and that discipline is a dance between you know responsibility of what it's going to take Versus the desire of I mean, and then and the last one is simply you know the cognition of 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 you know how you are accepting your acceptance of of where you are and your acceptance of the journey. You know, it's 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 a it's honestly it's 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 it to me if you if you're very honest with your student and 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 are willing to listen to them first listen to them don't don't in, don't instill your expectations but you know if you're not functionally efficient and you don't have you know a good attitude and you're not talented you know there's a lot of things that a lot of things we can change and there's some things that we can change quickly and there's some things that some things take no talent at all it takes no talent at all to have a good reaction. You can hit a shitty shot and give a little fist pump or a smile. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I promise awesome. you, you'll have a better day. Yeah. <laughs> three putted from three feet. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look at the beautiful day. Look at those. I mean, it's unrealistic at times. Sure. I'm yeah. 10 beers in and I'm, I'm you know, it depends on how, you know, again, what is your, what is your, what is your end desire? You know, and for most people, golf shouldn't be about, it shouldn't be torturous. It should be fun. You're out there. You're smacking a little white palata around. Nobody, I mean, nobody gives, yep. you know, everybody's so worried about what other people think. Nobody gives a yeah. shit what, you know, what your score yeah. was that day. Honestly, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, your kids come in, oh, my world is over. I'm never going to college. You know, my parents are going to disown me. You know, again, that 
that can. But did you die? <laughs> yeah, you know, parents, you know, the, the, you're out doing something healthy and yeah, you want to improve. Okay, let's go back to desire versus responsibility. Don't tell me you want to improve if you're not going to do anything about your game. Don't tell me if you're going to yeah. want to improve if you're not going to have a better attitude. And if you're not mm -hmm. willing to do drills and if you're not willing to, 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 to create a, a functional movement pattern relative to a dysfunctional movement pattern, your job as the coach is to is to give them the, the toolbox, mental, yeah. physical, strategic, emotional, because their first yeah. reaction to everything. You had a bad shot. Yeah. The first reaction is going to be, you know, it can be one of either end of what, the spectrum. Yeah. What do I do wrong? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I got to go back to the range and, 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 and find my golf swing. I think I left it on the range this morning. And most, you know, the, the range was, was nobody was, you know, there wasn't any outcome truly at the range. No. You hit a poor shot, you rake a ball over it, you smack it again. And that's a habit that just, that's, that's a habit that creates an on-course habit. So mm -hmm. you, you hit a shot, step out, step back, reframe the moment, you know, rehearse what you intended to do, close that loop, even with a practice shot. Mm -hmm. And if one of the greatest things I think every golfer should do is, is watch a tour player on the range. And then you'll be amazed at how, you know, yes, they hit brilliant shots on TV, but you don't see the, the, the behind the scenes that goes into it. You know, everybody thinks, you know, uh, you know whether it be DJ, whether it be, uh, it doesn't matter who, it don't, mm -hmm. whether it's Spieth, no matter what. Spieth's done a, 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 a great job coming mm -hmm. back. He didn't go yeah. anywhere. No. Everybody says he's coming. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't lose his swing. He just, he, 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 he did not lose the motor function of his swing. Somebody changed the access code. He just couldn't <laughs> find it. Other, there was, there was, you know, dysfunctional information. Mm -hmm. And there, he reprioritized. He stuck with the same coach. He stuck with the same caddy. He didn't make wholesale changes. Mm -hmm. He stuck with his, his team, his plan, and welcome back. Is his swing a model swing? It's not a swing that mm -hmm. I think too many people are going to teach. No. But has, it has, it has his preferences yeah. and it has things that work for him. And yeah. did he have to fine-tune it? Sure. But... For him, he it is his functional, efficient movement pattern. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to go back here a second and kind of give a consensus because we're talking a lot about a, a lot of individuality here. And one of the things that I think we as coaches find it very easy to do is we, we see people coming to, to take a lesson from us or come to to get some help and they're always going to tell you what they think you want to hear as a coach. And as we're talking about this process for, for getting it onto the golf course and going through the plan, the routine, the reason why I wanted to talk about this so much is number one, I think it, that it is very undertaught um, and, and to the point where it needs to be uh, in your repertoire. If you want to be a good coach, we've got to have you getting your players onto the golf course and, and using this process. Um, but number two is because it is the biggest frustration or one of the biggest frustrations of golfers who play the game recreationally is I can hit it well on the range, but I can't take it with me to the golf course. And 
these things that you're talking about are directly correlated to that. And even when I asked you the question of how can we relate this now even more to that recreational player, it wasn't even about the process. There's an underlying trend here that I don't want people to get lost and miss, and that is it's all individual to the person. When you, when you go and you're talking about this process or somebody's hitting bad shots, the answer at times is not what's going wrong with their swing. The answer is to dive into their mind and think about what their intent is and what they're trying to do and their expectations. All of this ties in, but it is an individual thing. And if you're not getting to know your player, if you're not asking them the right questions, as you were saying, what did you not like about that? Or however you want to ask those questions, if you're not asking them, it's going to be hard to help that person. But one of the things you mentioned is about the parents. Um, and and I, I know a lot of the people listening are, are coaching junior players and, and talented junior players. And it's not only important to set the expectation for the player, it is also important to set the expectations for the parent, but also learning how to deal with parents, whether they have uh, high expectations, no expectations, unrealistic expectations, regardless how, how is it that you work with parents, Gary, and how can you help to make sure that the, the player is able to perform and not being too uh, influenced by too many people? It's, it's, a, it's a tough dance. Parents want results. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. as simple as that. You know, they're paying for results. And, you know, little Johnny goes out there, you know, little Johnny's been playing for six years and, you know, he came to you. He's played his little local you know, muni course at, at you know, 5,800 yards. And he, he's, a, he's a two over. He shoots two over. He's a, he's a 74 shooter. And, you know, little Johnny's he's going at D1. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see him at Stanford. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he's going to play on tour. Easy that killer. Easy back <laughs> away from the exuberance. <laughs> let's, let, let's look at, you know, Let's look at the reality of, again, that goes back to a closed environment. That's a very safe, protective, you know, diff- tournament differentials. Um, how, do, how does a parent handle failure? What's the first question? So I, I, I've, I've done a, a, a parent clinic in the past. Um, it, was, it was initiated by uh, a tour player uh, who brought over a national team. And the parents were, were ruthless. And the parents were, 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 were and, and it works. In, and then they see something like the, 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 uh, the King Richard show. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you, they see something on, on Tiger's Day. I guess yeah. that's three humans on the planet that reacted well to that, that, that <laughs> messaging. Yeah. I mean, your, your little Johnny does not have, you know, we don't know what the path is, but you have, but, but the parents often have an intention. Is it realistic? The parents often have, you know, their belief. Is it realistic? And the other thing is, are you going to trust the process and how do you handle failure? I mean, I love failure. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Golf's all about failure. Absolutely. Because it's the only way we're going to have an opportunity to, to recognize and respond. Now, mm-hmm. in, a, in a conscious, functional manner, we respond with, through strategic thinking and create a plan. 
through an unconscious dysfunctional process, we react, <laughs> break <laughs> something, yeah. and create a habitual behavior, which, yeah. you know, which is a cycle. The parents also have to understand. Standing at the back of the green and putting both your hands out to the side after little little Johnny hits, you know, hits over the back or hits to the short side or hits over the back yeah. or, or is serving no purpose, none. And yet, even at the highest level of junior golf last week, I watched fathers on on the back of greens giving through lines as starting points. I watched. I, 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 I watched them, you know, creating um, just almost unbearable uh, fear in their own, their own flesh and blood. Creating fear isn't going to initiate a positive response. Fight or flight, most part's going to initiate flight. I'm out of here. And, and, and when they hit bad shots, they're probably already in flight mode. Yes. on the golf course and it's only further exacerbating that issue yeah and so you know you've got the the priority of a parent has to be support love encouragement there's really it's the honest truth is that that's you know unless you have you know there's this there's, there's people that's the coaches and the athletes job intrinsic motivation internally yeah they want to work hard great mm. External motivation. Yes, I want to go to college. Awesome. It's a. It's. It, I want to win a tournament. Great. I want to do this. I want to do that. Great. But your actions have to match your intent. And if you're not willing yeah. to 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 move past the the responsibility of of creating a skill set and a and a and an understanding of all the the, the components that add up, then mm. you're going to fall short. And most people fall short because they're gain. You look at, I have a sheet that when I sit down with a, a young uh, athlete, whether ever sport, you know, it's rate of perceived self-awareness. And I break it up into two sections of cognitive awareness, emotional intelligence, adaptive phase, which is basically, you know, am I holding myself accountable? And do I, ha do, do I have the skill set? You know, emotional intelligence. Self-awareness, self-image, energy and you know, tension regulation. Am I am I playing at the right? For we're talking more advanced golf. Mm, you know, sure, sure. So your mind, your, your mental and mindset approach for a you know pee wee footballer is yeah. going to be different to, to to you know for for a first tee kid going at. So, so so as as coaches, we have to have. Toolboxes. Parents aren't going to have those toolboxes. That's he's making, well. making his. It's his, not his career. Same with with little league parents. Same with pee wee football parents. For the most part, you know, if you sat back and listened, you get you just you shake your head and go, that's just not the information that's that's really required at the moment. And mm -hmm. then the other one that you know your cognitive is is is, is your goal setting and your planning and. Your prioritization, your your strategy, and and having routines and habits that align with your expectations. Say so, no, you're not going to go to D1 college unless you tick a lot of boxes. Yeah, and 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 a lot of the time, it it should not be. I would say infinitely more times it should not be their goal. 
being able to play golf for four years in college while you get an education or you've got a scholarship is an opportunity. Um, yeah, it's a, a phenomenal opportunity, but it's 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 not for everyone. Um, and if it's it's certainly not going to be handed, it's not going to be shoved down someone's throat. So mm -hmm. this day and age, there's a lot of uh, we have a lot more awareness as as far as you know better methodologies of of, of influencing an athlete. You can change, influence, or accept a situation, and parents. Parents honestly need to be more accepting, more influential, and then change will happen. But yeah. to, to put change, just jam it at the forefront, not necessarily going to be the way. I believe so, so often we're in a culture of, we were in a culture in our day of no, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that. But that doesn't, that's not going to initiate a mindset of I can do. It's yeah. going to initiate a, a, a fear. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's just towing that line and, and trying to motivate people. And it, it, it can kind of go the other way, too, sometimes where it's now it's like, I can, I'm going to. And it can, it can kind of go in the opposite direction as well to where it's too much of I can to where that kind of can create some unrealistic expectations like you were just talking about if, if you're not careful. So as we as we transition here, one of the things that uh, as we're coming to a close here with our conversation is that. I want to make sure that uh, we're we're always trying to help people to to learn. One, listening to the show is is a great way, but there are other ways as well. And so for for the people out there, Gary, who are teaching full time, who are grinding, who are on the lesson tee day by day by day, that can be a tremendous uh, rat race at times, where you're just going, 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 and, and you know that better than anyone. What can you be doing as you're a very busy person? to allow yourself the opportunity to continue to learn because i think that we at times can can get so caught up in working that we can neglect ourselves and our improvement yeah there's there's so many good uh courses available i mean um whether the, whether it be through ioc the international olympic committee whether it be there's a there's a uh, whether it be exos it does it uh, tp the tpi there's so, uh, an internship just to, you know, just learning can come from so many different sources. And again, this the, uh, one of the advantage, one of the benefits that of, of this COVID moment is that um, there's a lot more free uh, online mm -hmm. courses available. Yeah. Um, and and there's just there is a lot of opportunity out there. Um, but it's it, it is to me. I just turned sixty recently and did a a, a neuroscience course that. Um, it doesn't matter. Don't go into it looking for something. Go into it with a, a completely open mind and, and, and nuggets will find you. Um, you're not going to necessarily agree with everybody. No. Watch, watch coaches that you, you know, that you, that you're not aligned with and see how they're successful. There's, there's, I mean, there's so much influence on the uh, social media these days. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge participant, um, mm -hmm. but I, uh, but there's a lot. So, you know, again, come back to let's the beginning of your question is how do we, yes, I'm doing, I've got, I come to work. It's Friday. I've done 
50 30 minute lessons this week <laughs> is that the best use of my time you know should i be an hour lesson better structured more drills uh am i able to reset say i'm doing these these 10 30 minute lessons in a row before lunch i mean yeah. it's it's not real it's not it's not desirable but it might work for somebody so they might have a, a brilliant methodology of of breaking each 30 minutes up where it's 5 minute warm up 2 minute discussion Five minutes of, of, of drills that we did last time. Hell, now we're 12 minutes into it already. Mm -hmm. And we're reaffirming the message. Uh, moving on to, 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 to what's next. Our, our one thing that we have to improve on. Working on that for breaking up. Put your, put your, uh, your pyramids of balls up. Have your break. Go back and, and, and repeat the, uh, the work that you've just done. Have another sip of water plus minus plus for five minutes at the end. You might be able to, to reset yourself every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Teach them things like breath work. Teach them routines. Go through a routine and, and, and utilize you know, your 444 breathing during the, the routine. If you did that to every student and then you got breath work in as well, a, a yeah. minute of breath work um, is a great reset. Absolutely. But again, it's, it's, it's everyone's going to look at a situation differently. You should be, if you're doing that many lessons, you should be extremely grateful because yeah. you're obviously doing something right. Mm -hmm. Something about your situation is right. Now, if you want to, to, to morph it into something different, then you have to create a plan. You also have to be willing to accept that that plan might not work. But mm -hmm. making time for yourself um, to, to learn, that's part of your your self-care, self-awareness, mental reset. You, 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 you can't just simply get information has to be a two-way street. You've got to come up with, you've got to come up with new things because kids these days, especially they're smart. They know they'll throw you a curveball. They, they, they know you're bullshitting too. Oh yeah. 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 And then, then that comes back to, you know, what is it about? I, do I want to be a burned out coach that's pissed off about the fact that I've still got eight more people to see after you No, mm -hmm. that energy will come across. No, mm -hmm. you, you, you've got to have the ability to, you have to like, if we expect our students to adapt to the situation of pressure or, you know, whether perceived or real, we have to adapt and keep our, you know, emotional intelligence in a, in a, in a mellow state. Yeah. Um, yeah nobody wants to get, get a, 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 spend 30 minutes with somebody that's pissed off. <laughs> you, you've, you've got, you know, your, your job is also to make, make it, make it fun. You know, a, 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 a learning environment has to be, you know, a, 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 an emotional, emotionally happy, emotionally satisfying experience. No, nobody wants to be, to be around a downer. No, that, that's definitely true. And you said something a second ago about you know, being blessed to have that many lessons if you're grinding that much. And I think it kind of comes back to perspective and, and having the gratitude for the opportunity to do that. I think if you can if you can have that perspective of holy crap okay i'm so busy and this is difficult but i'm truly blessed and thankful for the opportunity to do this i think it can kind of help you along with that breathing for sure to to kind of have that 
perception of okay, this is this is a good thing. This is why I'm here. This is what my this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And if you put that into play during your lesson, again, it's working. It's working for you and a and a coping strategy for the student as well. But the time I spent, a very short period of time I spent with with, with your Golf Made Simple uh, students was one of the most fun experiences coaching I've ever had. I I had no expectations. I mm-hmm. you know obviously I'd been home to take care of my mom before she passed sure. and yeah. come back and I'm I'm sitting at the beach hitting the big reset button. <laughs> what do I want to do next? You know, do I, you know, and and you you called me up and said, hey, look, if I book you, a, you know, six weeks of uh, of coaching, I said, yeah, you know what? Absolutely, I'd rather. You know, <laughs> hey, I could have sat on the beach, but you know what? Every single person I hung out with in that 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 six week period was oh. fun. And, oh, and that's, that, that's what it has to be about. You know, yeah, we all want to, I remember trying to play. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time while I was out playing, I've been a PJ member now since I think I joined in 85. 90% of the time I was out playing, I didn't appreciate what I had. And yeah. that's my only regret. You know, in the 40s and 50s, you realize, ah, you know what? It wasn't so bad after all, you know. <laughs> um, and then then you go, ah, you know what? Now I can pass on a, a hopefully a better attitude. I read recently a coach say, leave your emotions at home. You know, just turn up to train. I'm not, it, I won't say what sport or, or mm-hmm. you know, just check your emotions in at the gate. Well, actually... No, it doesn't work that way because the first reaction to everything is emotional because yeah. your emotional response is on the on, on the on the outer perimeter of the brain. And so, no, you've got you've, you've got to you've got to dance with your emotions. You can't fight with them. And no, sometimes it, your your emotions are going to win yeah. and you've got to have whether it be through progressive muscle relaxation, breathing, it doesn't matter what your strategy is, you know, using your eyes, using your senses. It doesn't matter. Breathing, mm-hmm. come up with us, and it's so important in this day and age where you know you post something. You got fifty people want to want to to shoot. Hey, you know, if you don't like my you know my information, awesome, mm-hmm. absolutely no problem at all. But yeah. you know, we we have we seem to have you know in this day and age where you can put information out there and people can shoot it down. Mm-hmm. No, the first thing, everything starts to me, all movement starts in the mind and the, you know, and our mind is a product of our information and our emotions. And then, then it's, then, then we have to be strategic in how we convert what we, what, what, what our image of, of ourselves, what our image of our, we have to, we have to, again, go back to, we have to dance with our perceptions yeah. and you want to fight with them, they'll win. <laughs> they'll win every time. Uh, so we, we talked about the, the guys and the gals who are out there grinding and teaching full-time now. One, one of the goals that I have for this show and, and for my career is that I want to do everything I can to give people information and help them to make informed decisions about their future with regards to do they want to teach or do they want to, to do something else. And you and I know how great of a career teaching can be. My other guests know 
how great of a career teaching can be. For those people who are kind of on the fence and still trying to figure out what they want to do, what would you say to them if, if they want to consider a full-time teaching career, how would they start about the process? What boxes would they need to check off to, to put themselves in a position to be successful? Start with, start with your own self-identity. Do you have the, the skill set to be willing to listen? Do you have this, the, the, the intention of, uh, of you know, being a student first uh, mentor, coach, instructor, whatever you want to teach you? Uh, and then create, start creating your own. Look at what you would ask your student to do. I like, I like my students to set just, just three achievable daily wins, goals a day. I love it when, for no reason at all, they send you a, a picture of, 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 of whether it can be six words, three, three words, it doesn't matter, with three ticks beside it. You wake up in the morning and because usually they, I'm well asleep before they're. <laughs> this morning, I started my day this morning with, with, one of my, with one of my very good golf students, sent me a picture of his, of his concept rowing screenshot. I mean, he's he, he's he's embraced, you know, that the, the, oh. yeah, he's he, he's he, he he sees how it affects ground force. He's feeling it through his feet. He's 16 years old, and he's already he's you know his swing speed, uh, his tapped out swing speeds around 126, 127. He's playing, oh, he's playing, <laughs> he's plays at 118, 119, uh, and he's won a lot of very good tournaments this morning straight away he's done his meditation he's done his stretches he's done his motion drills jumped on the rowing machine busted out a a good solid 2000 meter piece what a great start to the day this kid's going to go somewhere yeah. um it, you know that but our job is to plant those seeds and grow those seeds so mm -hmm. if you're not happy with yourself you're not going to you're not going to be able to do that you're not going to be able to, to pass that energy, emotion, stimulus, and 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 willingness across, because mm -hmm. you know you're, you're, you've, you've, you so solve your own, clear your own mind first, create your own self identity, write down a series of great questions. If you if you want were interviewing a a new student, and you want to find out what their intentions are. Are they their intentions? Are they parents' intentions? And you create your own, you do for yourself what you would imagine that in the future you'll be doing for your elite students. Mm -hmm. Then, like a questionnaire, if you're going to, if you had, just say you had, a, and you, you've, you've taken a director of instruction position, the club's currently got 50 juniors, and you want to, and you want to break those 50 juniors up into groups, just say groups of, you know, six or eight for coaching purposes. How would you go about that process? What would you do for, for pairing them? Is it about personnel? Is it about goals? Is it about so have a goal, have a have a goal setting sheet as well. Make sure in your goal setting sheet you have both what you'd like the outcome to be, what you envisage the process would be. What are the blocks? What are your blocks? My blocks are, I mean, my blocks are standing on the lesson tee in Orlando in August for that three o'clock on a Friday afternoon bunker lesson when it's 8,000 degrees in there. <laughs> and little Johnny just keeps pounding there. 
the ball into the lip. Are you really going to, you know, <laughs> how are you going to have fun with that moment? You know, you're just right. rolling your eyes in the back of your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, can, you know, it's, it, you're going to be faced with moments that you just don't want to be there. And again, what is that? That's your emotional response. So mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into it. So have a, have a learning mindset and you have the same mindset you'd, you'd like or desire your students to have. That's, that's such good advice. I, I know that and, and as, we, as we move on here, the, the one thing that for anybody out there who does not know Gary Wise, um, I've never met somebody who has a more true understanding of their self-identity than him. Uh, you by far, Gary, are one of the people that that I've met and have, have got the privilege of, of getting to know who is all in, all the time, 100% effort, 100% of the time, whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, that's something that I want the listener to, to really take away from, from our conversation. And talk a little bit about where that process for you started um, with regards to your mindset and your outlook on life because it truly is remarkable and I wish more people myself included kind of had some of that secret sauce. Yeah, I mean growing up in Australia in a in a very Is that where your uh, accents from? <laughs> yeah, from the <laughs> south. I'm, I'm from the deep south. But yeah, gro growing up at home we 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 played sport and we loved sport. And there was no you know even at the end of high school it was still four completely unrelated sports, and golf wasn't one of them. You know, mm -hmm. uh, rugby, surfing, surf sports, water polo, rowing. Golf wasn't, it, it just wasn't, there wasn't time. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it played racket sports for fun as well. Um, and golf was, I, I just don't have this four hours to spare. Uh, I could play golf, and I had played golf, and I'd even won at a at, at a, a state and national level. But it just it wasn't there. Um, it, it's I love you know the 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 involvement of of the learning part of it. Like, and one of the great things you know for your potential students, I, I tell you, one of the most enjoyable things was actually going through your learning process the opposite way to your play. To me, it was, one, it was, you know, to learn and go through your process of, of the model, the swing model and the, and the, and the lesson structure for, for three days uh, in the opposite, opposite way to my play, yeah. Yeah. unbelievably fun. Yeah. I think we should all take up things all the time that we're, that we're ordinary at. It gives us such a better appreciation for what the student's going through. I mean, I suck at tennis. I love tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the greatest feelings in the world for me would be to hit, to just rip a topspin <laughs> backhand down the line. Dude, I've hit more freaking little yellow pelotas out of the park, into the rivers. <laughs> I cannot get that freaking thing to come down. I mean, I know it's down to up. I know, I know all the, the – but – I see it. I just want to just just pound it, and and it's not the answer. But yeah, I mean, again, it's the dance. You know, the the, the tennis ball wins all the time. You know, we we might lose half a basket, but you know, we've got to do things that challenge us all the time. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, it's no matter what it is. And, and there are certain, only a certain amount of hours in the day. But if, you're, sure. if, you're, if you really want it, if you really, if you're really passionate about it, you'll make that, you'll, you, you'll structure a day where you'll be able to prioritize. And, and to me, as, as being self-organized in alignment with my, with my intentions is, is basically my, my lifelong pursuit now is, is actions matching intent. And just being so, I mean, I can't wait each day. I just hope I crack an eye in the morning. Yep, I'm still alive. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with rotator cuff surgery right now. I, yeah. the, this screen is down low, but here's my, here's, my, here's my left hand holding my right shoulder. <laughs> I just had rotator cuff surgery on. One of the worst surgeries known to mankind. I've had prior to my left shoulder being replaced, I had a, had rotator cuff surgery as well. And mm-hmm. uh, as you know, everything on my left side is made of titanium and <laughs> some of them are being revisions. But yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm not going to do the things now. Um, you know, mama won't let me anymore. She, 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 <laughs> she my, my, new, my new thing is, is healthy life. Yes, yes. It's not extreme anymore, but it's, it's healthy life. And I'm very fortunate that our kids are, are you know, your priorities change, you know, have, have, you know, and, and, and our, and having our own personal um, cues for, mm-hmm. for our lives, our own personal reminders, you know, be, be true to them, be true to, to, mm-hmm. to, to who you are and, 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 and what you want to achieve and what, what you value. And I, lo- I love the process. I've never gone into a, 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 an ocean paddling race or a rowing race or anything with outcome at the forefront. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you look forward to whatever it's the 16-week preparation phase, the challenges. I used to be so, so brutal on and, and, and overcritical of, ah, Training sucked. I didn't hit my time again. And then you realize after a while, you know what? You know, maybe the time, maybe the the expectations again was was wrong. But then mm-hmm. that goes with learning as well. Um, ah, I remember sitting at uh, at my dining room table with papers everywhere in my forties and fifties, trying to do these assignments. You know, for you, you know, your, your master's work and things like that. I think, why didn't I do that when I was a kid? You know, why didn't I do that when I was, <laughs> when I had the opportunity instead of just being a, a full-time professional athlete, but you know, at that moment you accept, Hey, that was my choice. Yeah. yeah. Roll with it. And, and, but, but yeah, never leave an opportunity un, un, unturned. I, it, you know, you, you look back and one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves is make good memories. It's so easy to tap into crappy memories. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, fear of, of, of taking off on a, on a, on a close out wave and being smashed into the, the rocks or the sand. I mean, a, a bad golf shot is, you know, they're, they're still making those little round white things with them. <laughs> why, why, are we, why are we so torturous on ourselves? And yeah. It, yeah, it is, it is what it is, you know, and 
and and just embrace the embrace the opportunities we have. Don't don't look at things as as you know. I'm we've been watching recently uh, uh, these guys that climb Everest and these multiple yes. peaks. Nim Persia, that guy. I saw that documentary. That was excellent. Absolutely, but you look at it and and what for him was that was partially internal oh, intrinsic yeah. motivation, partly mm-hmm. external. It, it did come across a little bit egotistical for a minute there, but then when you take your time and listen and don't jump to mm-hmm. a conclusion, you realize ah, he's doing it so much more for his people and so much more mm-hmm. for, for the, you know, what, the, bringing attention to a very underappreciated realm mm-hmm. of people, the Sherpas, and yeah. amazing what he accomplished. Like, I mean, it, 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 you, you look at that and go, nah, I can't do that. Um, and then you look at you know at the difference between us ascending Everest alone from the north side to the south side, and <laughs> each of them has their 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 little hitch at the very end. You get to that yeah. last yeah. You know, three to five hundred feet, and w- one has this you know this stairway <laughs> of hell, and then the other one has this this ridge where you're either side you're looking down and it's a mile and a half drop either side. Yeah, and that takes some some massive amounts of uh, of discipline. So no, find be be true to yourself. Find find what you love about the and but I promise you, you put you 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 put your others first, and 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 fall in love with the process. Your uh, your your life will be so much better. But if you if you're motivated purely by money, I think that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that's that's a good lesson for anyone. But. Uh, as, as we draw into a close here, Gary, I, I want to make sure that I thank you for coming on to the show today. It, it's been one good to see your ugly face. Nah. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, Go, no, I'm going into the, the chicken business, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it's good to see you. Always good to hear your voice, but it's good to, to see you face to face and, and really give your message to, to the audience because it's something that uh, in, in the amount of time that we've known each other, you've had a big impact on my career and I want people to, to see the same value in, in your message that I do. So, so thank you for coming on. No, I, I, as I said, we'll, we'll, we'll do something together in, in the future. And, uh, and, Absolutely. and, and, uh, and I think what you guys do as far as offering a very, a very easy to learn format and a very, and, and, and I love the fact that you spend half your time on the golf course. I think it's a, yeah. I think it's again, should be the number one thing that coaches do is, 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 is spend time on the course with their students. Show them, demonstrate, put them in, put them in compromising positions, put them behind trees. Yep. Let them, How do you react? Let, let them make mistakes. Encourage them to make mistakes. Because mm-hmm. if they're if they're okay with making mistakes, they're going to play with less fear. Absolutely. And that's how we should live life too. So absolutely. Uh, yep. <laughs> tr- yep. Truly appreciate you coming on, Gary. And uh, we'll definitely do this again uh, with another conversation soon. All right, mate. You take care, man. All right. Cheers, man. Thank you. Uh, Cheers. Bye.